Well, I think the the industry um, has opened their arms um, to women in mining and, and has made uh, progress. But I think uh, for myself, the industry and the company don't owe you anything, that is my approach. And um, also in mining, it's, it's about working hard and, and demonstrating everyday ethics and hold yourself accountable. After forays in marketing and investment banking, Kim Shipflin joined South African OEM Kwatani. Successfully balancing her work and her family life, today she is the CEO of this highly successful company. Hi, I am Laura Cornish, Editor-in-Chief of Mining Review Africa, and welcome to our special Women of Impact podcast series, which celebrates women in mining. In this episode, Kim tells Senior Editor Gerard Peter about her road to success and how she manages her work commitments while still fulfilling her duties as a mother of three children. She also shares some pearls of wisdom about what got her to where she is today and how other women can follow in her footsteps. Let's join the discussion. Kim, thank you for joining us today. Can you tell us where it all started and how you got to where you are today? I originally um, I am South African of German descent and uh, studied um, business at uh, Witz in uh, Johannesburg and um, carried on with my studies in Europe doing an international business degree and actually started off in a very male-dominated world of investment banking at Deutsche Bank and um, after a few years then uh, went to a large chemical firm um, into corporate development and uh, resumed there, then going into marketing, something completely different. Um, and then I got a phone call from my father who said, you know, I really need, need your help in, in my business. And um, after a bit of back and forth, um, we thought an African adventure would be quite exciting. I had two children at the time and we came to South Africa and I joined then, you know, Kwatani that was a very small company. We were about 60 people at the time. And um, yeah, I joined and uh, started on the financial side, taking over more and more responsibility as, as time went by. It was never planned, but um, you know, took over as, as uh, MD in 2011 and have been CEO for the last. Uh, eight years of, of, of Kotani and um, yeah, still here today. It's quite a transition from marketing and investment to being the CEO of a mining equipment supplier. What has kept you at Kotani? Well, I think the diversity of the role. Um, it is um, a, a company, it's a, we're a very, very busy company, very diverse. Uh, we work in a diverse environment across the uh, mining sector not only in Africa, but also outside. The, the role is extremely multifaceted. Um, you know, initially starting off just on the financial side, but uh, quickly, you know, the, the, I ventured out into sales, into the mechanical side, into operations. And we, we produce um, our equipment we engineer and manufacture our equipment, in fact, ourselves. Um, so the, the spectrum of, of our product portfolio and also our value chain is quite, quite vast and, and very interesting so that you never get, um, I don't think you ever ha find yourself in a position where you don't know what, what to do next or what challenge to take on next. 
So um, yeah, it's kept me uh, busy and challenged uh, to this day. Now, in a normal business day, how do you decide which hat to wear? Do you lean more towards the business side or the engineering side? I think the the main focus um, of of every day is taking care of um, people, um, primarily customers and staff and suppliers and and any other stakeholder that is associated or in any way impacted or influenced uh, uh, you know by our business. So um, people are the most. Uh, I'd say that the, the most time is spent with um, strategizing um, with our management team, working together with customers to create value-added um, solutions, and um, also having a close partnership with our suppliers that have you know, been with us for many years um, and continue to grow with us as we grow our business. So it's it's... You know, I can't say I sit in finance or I sit in a technical meeting. It's it's all it's it's all facets of the business, but primarily it's it's working together with with people, driving people, motivating um, the team that stands behind me, and um, you know, uh, I think coming up with uh, ways to master new challenges and to continue developing the company for growth. There's no doubt that COVID-19 has changed the way that we do business. How have you managed to keep communications between clients and your team going while dealing with various challenges such as remote working? Well, we transformed very, very quickly, in fact. Um, so when we saw COVID happening internationally, we, we had already prepared the company quite quickly to uh, be able to work remotely. In fact, within three days, we were up and running. Most of our staff even staff where you think, you know, they, they haven't got the opportunity, we made it happen. So, so it doesn't matter if you're sitting in a little remote location, um, we managed to get everyone online and able to work from home. We have five facilities, so we could quickly safeguard our production facilities in such a manner that we are able to, you know, allow for social distancing beyond the, I think, the, the normal scope. We rolled out PPE very quickly. We only went down really for the level five of the lockdown. And ever since then, level four, we've been up and running at full force. In fact, our productivity has been um, higher, I would say, than in previous periods. Because I think the people see the severity and seriousness of the situation. And everyone seems to be pulling together, working better than ever. Even though we are isolated in our little enclosures and everyone's sitting at home or you're linked to one factory, we find that the morale and the productivity is actually exceptionally high. Um, our customers have been served by our service technicians throughout. Um, most of our customers have been running either at full capacity or at partial capacity. They are allowing um, our staff access to sites where and when possible and where and when needed. We have needed to adjust considerably with how we deal with troubleshooting or how we deal with um, various technical uh, support in um, by you know video uh, conferencing, videotaping, sending um, more you know a whole digital approach that we've had to develop 
in terms of um, our support to customers as well as staff. And um, on the internal side, you know, the, the, there's a lot of trust in your team. And I believe that in these times such as these, um, you really find out um, what you're about or what you're made of. And um, I'm, I'm, ex I'm very, very pleased with how Kutani has, has handled this and how willing and uh, motivated our team has been to, to work through this. I mean, during the, the weekends, our staff were preparing the factories, you know, for, with all the safety precautions and, and all, the, all the, you know, we had a COVID plan going within the last, um, you know, sorry, within the early stages of, of uh, level five already. Um, so that when we get back that, you know, we, we up and running quickly. And I think um, it's, it's, it's been an exceptional process and it might be the new normal. I think it will ease up in time, but uh, we're ready to take it on either way it comes. To <laughs> we have to remain digital. I think um, it can get a little bit lonely, but we do try and get together quite often um, in, a, in, a, in the digital space. But um, I believe it, it is a, a temporary uh, time we'll go through and it'll ease somewhat. From your experience of being a mother of three and having such a busy work schedule, how have you ensured that women in a similar position at Kwatani can manage both their work and personal lives effectively? Um, I think the, the uh, uh, first thing to, to get rid of when you're in, uh, in the working environment is of any preconception that motherhood is a problem. You know, motherhood can be the, a large career inhibitor for women in the workplace because it is a challenge for females to drive a good work-life balance because of the industry's constraints in terms of flexibility, remote site work, or, or juggling childcare with sometimes unsociable hours and, and expectations of overtimes. But these problems are actually ir irrespective of being a mother. Um, you know, it, it's actually just... Because naturally a, a higher percentage of women assume the role of being the caregiver, those issues are more visible and more common you know, for, for, for women. But um, you know, looking at myself, I've always um, been extremely open and transparent. I have three kids. Um, I've always worked. I've worked from the first child right through to, to, to the last. Um, I took my child with me at times to work, um, sitting there in long, long meetings and, um, you know, uh, sometimes uh, handing my child to a, to a colleague or, um, you know, trying to, to develop a network where that is possible. Be it, um, you know, not everyone is fortunate to be able to give their child to a caregiver or to have a mother or father or, or somebody to assist. Um, it's about not having that preconception that, oh, I have a mother in my employment, that is a problem. It is about making it possible. And um, I think the first thing to be is to be open and transparent and to say we embrace, um, you know, mothers, um, or be it nowadays also fathers having kids and taking on the role. Um, and making it possible, working at home, being flexible, being able to pop out to, to pick up your child. Um, from school, you know, having to work at home very suddenly because somebody's ill, um, you know, it happens. 
it's it's life it's part of life and i think in in europe um especially the northern side of uh, europe i was exposed to to quite um open and modern uh, practices um and um was fortunate enough to to see how companies are able to resolve these things as Quatani, we um are not in a position to offer a crash or to offer um uh, any formal facilities however we are under the um we have the opportunity to offer our staff and our our ladies working for us the flexibility and the a positive mindset um to motherhood um and i think that's the starting point to be um not to say oh that's a problem she could get pregnant <laughs> it's about you know, embracing it and saying, you know, perhaps um, others are able to multitask. Perhaps it actually brings a benefit and, and approaching it a little bit differently. We will continue our conversation with Kim after this short message. It will never be the same. The new normal is business unusual. At Mining Review Africa, we want to partner with you to ensure that your brand is still visible in these unprecedented times. That's why we're offering you a bouquet of digital marketing choices to ensure that your company is still top of mind with your clients. This includes podcasts, partner profiles, videos, and webinars. Want to know more? Click on the Engage tab on miningreview.com today to find out how we can give you more bang for your digital buck. Welcome back to our special Woman of Impact podcast series. Today we are chatting to Kim Schupflin, CEO of Quatani. Let's look at some of the challenges that you face in mining and how have you overcome these to get to the point in your career that you have? Well, I think the, the industry um, is, has opened the arms um, to women in mining and, and has made uh, progress. But I think uh, for myself, um, the industry and the company don't owe you anything. That is my approach. Um, I come from a very male-dominated field in investment banking. I started as the only woman in a team of 50 men. Um, and um, also in mining, it's, it's about working hard and, and demonstrating everyday ethics and hold yourself accountable. Um, you know, I've learned I mustn't forget to network. Um, your, your connections do, do take you further. And you shouldn't wait around for, for somebody or the company to help you um, and, and take it upon yourself and, and grab, grab the opportunities and, and look for them um, yourself. So it's about being proactive and, and not taking things personally. I mean, um, you know, working with, with men, men act like men and, and they should act like men, they're men. Don't take it personally. Um, you know, if, if someone's being hard on you, um, you can challenge them, but don't take it personally, don't take it to heart, don't hold grudges. So I think it's about just carrying on with it and getting, getting on with it and not um, making it a topic. I think it's very important to support um, the other ladies and, and develop uh, networks and, and uh, mentorship roles. Um, for, for, for women and, and provide women with opportunities but that wouldn't take too much to heart and just um, you know, really get on with it. Now there's plenty of talk about addressing gender equality 
But is there real parity when it comes to female representation in your field? Um, I think uh, currently there the, the probably isn't parity if you look at the pure numbers. I mean, looking at numbers, about 50% of the workforce are women and 50% um, are not sitting in, in management um, positions. And, um, you know, a major inhibiting factor um, historically has been um, access to education. Uh, it still is an inhibiting factor in uh, Africa. Um, a lot of ladies um, and, and girls haven't got access to primary education. It still has to be, you have to be protected from violence and harmful practices. Looking over to Europe, things, um, I mean, most gender equal country, looking at Iceland, they've managed to close the gender gap quite successfully. I think there's uh, perhaps still an unconscious bias that you have, um, you know, that is out there perhaps, you know, not affording ladies the opportunity or ladies and, and the girls out there saying, women saying, you know, I don't, don't believe I, I can do it or I don't believe I'm welcome. So um, coupled with the fact that motherhood still is a career inhibitor. Um, but I believe that this has improved considerably and looking also into the mining industry, if you, if you go to the mines nowadays, um, a better access to toilets, changing facilities, the hurdles are becoming smaller. Um, protective clothing, the one size fits all approach is, is gone. I mean, um, I, I think I still have men's uh, overalls but um, it's about taking it in your stride, you know, put them on, get on with it. Um, and, 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 you know, these access to, to, um, to the ladies is definitely improving. Um, and I believe there's a positive momentum. Um, we're not there yet, but we are making very good progress towards it. And I'm inspired to, at the progress that we are making particularly as a supplier and an OEM to the mining industries uh, at Kotani ourselves. Um, it was never planned that we said, okay, now we're going to put a quota in for women. It, it just naturally happened. If you're looking at the workforce and half of the workforce are ladies, um, you lose out if you actually leave them out. So it's, it's getting rid of those preconceptions I mentioned earlier and um, and, and getting rid of that unconscious bias, which might just be there somewhere, and, um, and, and opening up um, the avenues and, and opportunities uh, equally. Let's look at equal opportunities from a Kwatani point of view. Are there any programs in place to achieve this goal? Um, Kwatani was uh, founded around about 43 years ago. And uh, it was male-dominated, with females operating purely in uh, administrative roles. Um, when I joined, um, we were about 60 staff members with not one female in a senior position. So looking at Kutani, we never had a formal program. Um, if you look at it today, women play a very active role right through. So if you look at our shareholding, um, it's... Uh, Woman dominated. Our board of directors is 75% uh, woman, and our management is 50% woman. Um, and what's even more extraordinary, our technical um, roles are also held by 
a number of ladies. So the stronger technical positions, which historically haven't been and taken on by um, women, are also held uh, by highly qualified ladies, including some of the most senior um, metallurgists and mechanical engineers. So um, we've managed to um, accommodate and open our doors, but it wasn't a planned approach. It, it, I believe we just picked the best person for the role. Um, we didn't go out there and say we want um, a woman for this role. It just, we, we chose the best person for the job. And uh, I believe we just put the, uh, any, any bias aside and, and approach, and it, and, and, and it has proved itself to be very, very positive to have a mixed uh, gender and demographic basis in your company. It makes it more interesting. It brings um, a new team dynamic into uh, a company. And um, yeah, it's, it's worked very well for us. Finally, Kim, if you had to offer advice to any females who want to emulate you and follow in your footsteps, what would that be? I would suggest that, you know, women need to remember the industry and the company don't owe you anything. Just work hard demonstrate ethics, hold yourself accountable. Don't forget to network. You know, your connections will take you further. And don't wait. Um, work hard, learn while you work, find a mentor if possible. Um, I, I had uh, uh, male mentors, but it, it doesn't matter. Find a mentor, somebody to support, support you, believe in yourself and, um, and don't take it personally. Um, lead by example and and, and move on. <laughs> Kim, thank you very much for joining us on Deep Insights today. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Please remember to subscribe to our weekly podcast, which is available on all popular podcast platforms. Give us a five-star rating and share Deep Insights with your social network. Also, Log on to miningreview.com to access our webinars, videos, industry insights, and the latest mining news. Until next week, goodbye and stay safe.